What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud out, what do you got? Well, what we need to know is that Kaplan is here and not in the hot tub. He is I back. I am not in the hot tub, but I want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. I blame Beto Duran because <laughs> oh, just as he says that I put blame the voodoo the Mexican, on him, uh-huh. I put the voodoo on him on the golf course, I think he put the voodoo on me on the radio <laughs> broadcast. He cut your cord. Yeah. Right. Beto Duran. Uh, by the way. We were we, we were wondering if you were still talking. I was betting on yes that you, oh, were, bro. you no. were going off. George, George, if I tell you, I was on a legendary rant about Josh McDaniels and mm. why he's got this reputation of being a snake. It was legendary. Only I will appreciate it. I can tell you that. Good to know. Good to know, Kevin. Well, now we'll never hear it. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. it was really good too, man. Oh man, really good. So we are talking about Super Bowls, and there's an MVP that I've, I think I mentioned this MVP before when the Dodgers were playing. The LA Public Library, I love their Twitter, I follow them, and they are notorious for starting these beefs with the other city's library. And they actually tweeted, always a pleasure, and tagged the San Francisco Public Library. And it said, goodbye San Francisco, up next, who's better, who's best in football? And said, ready, Cincy Library. I can't wait to um, start the beef with Cincinnati. You know, as you guys know, I did not like Cincinnati at all. It was like a one and done. So let's go Rams. I can't wait. So LA Public Library, please bring it. You guys always do. And it's always entertaining. (laughs) Please bring it. (laughs) They do. I mean, if you guys don't follow their little beefs between the other libraries, it's hilarious. Well, how about about during the Libraries got beef. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> Remember during nerd. the baseball season when they when the LA Public Library uh-huh. had the, um, the had their like one. their their Padre swag chains and they were talking about sweeping the Padres and they were saying you know we don't worry about games in June we worry about games in like August I mean they took their shot at the San Diego Library so mm-hmm. they are very creative librarians over they are. there I love it I'm like you know LA I'm an LA girl so I'm always gonna root for everything LA but I love them I think I'm a huge nerd I love to read so I I love this I love that they have you know a little oomph in them I don't know seems where like they got them. a lot of oomph for librarians I'll tell you that right now I love it yeah I like the uh, the spiciness mm-hmm. um so real quick Jorge Briones is texting me saying that I shouldn't say no mames, you know, instead of the word that Laura dumped the last time I used it. Mm-hmm. What was that word? No, we're not saying that word. I don't remember it, so tell me. No mames. He thinks I should use no memes instead. We could do that, too, as long as you don't say the other stuff. The audience can decide no mames or no memes. Now, I feel like mames kind of anglicizes it, so it's, like, funny for, like, yeah. the folks who don't speak Espanol. Mm-hmm. I find it I- funny. Yeah. I'm Anglo. <laughs> but memes is okay, too. Yeah. Um, but I feel like memes is kind of funnier because, again, you know, more people can be in on the joke. I like I yours think, better. I, I, I yours. think you're allowed to curse in Spanish on the radio. I think it's a rule that it's okay to do that. Um, I worked in Spanish broadcast, so I'm going to go with no. Oh. <laughs> now, this may be a rule. Just so you know, Laura, this may this may be a rule that I've, I've kind of written down and then I read myself. Oh and my I'm God, like, I read Frenchie. this rule somewhere. You know, but it's okay to curse in Spanish on English-speaking radio broadcasts. I don't. I, I think. don't think that's a thing. Kat. Is that no. not the case? Okay. That, did you really look it up? Because I really, honestly, would like to know that that rule. I find it very interesting that if you can curse in other languages on English radio. Right. Because um, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I used to get away with it. You know, many, 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 many years ago, before things were yeah. a little t- as tight as they are now. Mm-hmm. But here's a question, though: What if I curse? Mm-hmm. In another language, 
but Laura's not familiar with the language like she is Espanol. Then you're then we're all getting in trouble. Yeah. Why would you want to get us in trouble? I wouldn't want to get us in trouble. Exactly. I just might want to use a word at times. No. That's trying to literally get no, us in trouble. No, you're literally going to get us all in trouble. Yeah. Really? You can for, be the for, one who pays the fine. For swearing in Russian? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Can yes. I just not? I'm going to be like that guy. <laughs> him, <laughs> right? Him, Pointing right there. The him. big finger. I don't Mark speak this Russian. conversation right here, right <laughs> and now. And you know what? If you, want to, if, you want to, if you want him to pay the fine and he's got to sit out sometime, we got Beto Duran ready to roll on the Comrade yeah, Show. Right. The question is, though. Comrade can 5, I, sir. Can, can I pay the fine in cash? That's the question. Yeah. Because if not, then I got real problems, apparently. Yeah. yeah. You can Venmo them, but it'll Get cost you later cryptocurrency or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Beto Duran. Put the voodoo on me today, Beto. <laughs> hey, real quick. Um, so, Caleb Williams yeah. finally joins Lincoln Riley at USC. So, mm-hmm. as we waited, uh, the NIL deal must have hit right. And good for the kid, if that's the case. Um but now, the, like, the questions are there, right? We did this at Around the Horn today. I saw it on PTI today. People asked the question, is USC back? Now, I think that there are degrees to be back. Is USC capable of maybe winning the Pac-12 next year? Maybe. Maybe. So that's a degree of being back. But is, like, USC going to win the national championship? Nah, about that. Like, there's still some holes in that roster. Okay? When, you, when you struggle with it, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Um, it's just, like, not likely. You know, I mean, the, the likelihood of a new coach and a transfer quarterback and a lot of players that are transferring in and a lot of players that are transferring out, the likelihood of you being able to put this all together at a national championship caliber in year one, probably not all that likely. Correct. Correct. I don't. Let me I ask don't you think this that, though. But, but I will tell you this. Yeah. I think not. You know, the the following season, look out. Yeah. Right. Be- because because once this young man Caleb Williams is integrated into the program. Oh no no no! I I'm actually to, I, I don't know. I, I I disagree with that. I would say that Caleb Williams is going to help Lincoln Riley integrate all the rest of the guys into the offense. I what agree I'm saying with that. is that when I look at that roster, and I did a bunch of their games last year. I can tell you that even with the guys who are transferring in, there's plenty of holes on that roster. Well, so what I'm what I'm saying I think they're a year is, away from that. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like this year, you got Caleb Williams who's going to take over at quarterback. Yeah. He's going to preach the gospel in the locker room, you know, cuz he's Lincoln Riley's guy. And then the and they'll improve this year from where they were a year ago. And then the following year, which is likely going to be Caleb Williams last year playing college football, that's the moment where you think USC has accelerated yes. their path towards a national championship. Yeah, I, look, I think they're going to be good next year. If that's your, if you're asking me that question, I just don't know. I, look, to me, back for USC means they have to be in the national championship picture. All right, let me ask you this though. You ready? You like the NIL deals? I'm still not really, really in love with the NIL deal. Why? I, I just listen. I played college football. I had a scholarship. I understand how fortunate I was. I got all my education paid for. I had a phenomenal experience. It's 30-plus it, years later, it's still a very important part of my life. And I received a lot from that. And, um, you, you know, I just I don't know. I, I don't love the idea of all these kids transferring 
every year. Because the thing about Caleb Williams is this. He went from Oklahoma to USC. What's to stop him from next year going, you know what? I don't really love it here. I'm going somewhere else. And literally this transfer portal, it allows kids to be free agents every single year. And it's so easy to move school to school in conference, by the way. USC is receiving players from Oregon, from Stanford. I just, I don't feel like college football should be pure free agency every year. Um, why? We make billions of dollars off them. Because I'm, li- I'm old school in the sense of, hey, I chose this school. I want to go here. I want to graduate here. I want it to be my school. And that's not to say that during college there weren't low times where you're like, I want to go somewhere else. This sucks. But I feel like there's something to sticking it out. I don't love no, this place-to-place-to-place. I, 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 to place to yeah, place. I, I, I disagree. Like, I, I just think you that I you know. go where you can play. Like, if you're going to a, a Power 5 school specifically, like, your intent is to play on Sundays. You know what I mean? So I think because of that, you need to go to the best place that allows you to do that. And if and if for some reason that doesn't work out, at the very least you're being compensated when these conferences are making billions with a B uh, every year off your blood, sweat, tears, and injuries. Well, you don't think that uh, Caleb Williams could still become an NFL quarterback if he went back to Oklahoma? I mean, he could be, but... Right, I mean, I'm just... But what if know, he didn't? about it. There's something but what about, if he didn't? Well, and what if he doesn't at USC? Okay, but then he's at least made a little cash in his life. Listen, all I'm saying is this. is It's the only bastion of society where we don't allow for capitalism. Like, what are we doing here? Look, you you know, again, I I found that getting a scholarship and playing ball, graduating, and and being in that environment set me up for life. Okay, I'm not disagreeing that those... George, George, understand this. My son is going through this exact same thing right now. He's four years removed from high school, and he's at his fourth school because it's so easy to move around, and you're looking for the best opportunity. I get it. But I just don't love this every year. I'm unhappy here, so I'm leaving and going there. And I understand everybody wants opportunity to play. I get it. I do. I just don't love this annual free agency in college football. Yeah, Maybe I, I'll be I, persuaded over the course of the next few years. I, I love it. I want those kids deserve way more than what they've got. I mean, they've gotten such a short end of the stick for a long time. And listen, a lot of the kids, not all of them, but a lot of the kids are coming from real poverty. Not you and I had it tough growing up in a blue collar family. I'm talking about real poverty. Okay. How many of those kids are making big money in these NIL deals? I really don't know the numbers. I don't know the stats. Um, I mean, yeah, they're making like not a lot more of them are making money now than they were previously. And at least now it's above the board. It's not this everything is under the table. Cash is king, you know what I'm saying? I don't knock a guy like Caleb Williams and I listen, I applaud when a company does a deal. What what are those girls? They're twin sisters, they're basketball players. Yeah, I want to um, say it like Fresno State. At Fresno State, I think, yeah. yes. And they've got this massive TikTok following. So yeah. they now can make money from being social media influencers as college basketball players. I get yeah. that. I think I kind of like that. I just don't love this annual free agency of I'm unhappy, I'm leaving, I'm gone. Yeah, how about guys who are playing their seventh year of college football? Have you heard about these guys? Because the NCAA granted them extra year. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One was an injury red shirt, one was a regular red shirt, one was COVID red shirt. I'm in my seventh year of college football. I'm yeah. 38 years old. Yeah. Well, Chris Wenke was really old when he played quarterback. At right, Florida but he State also went from high school to baseball 
and then came yeah, back. But what I'm saying, it's not it's not super unprecedented. So, yeah. well, seven I'm, years of playing college football, hey, man. pretty unprecedented. I feel like at 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 Nebraska, that Martinez. I know it's different. Martinez is at quarterback, but it feels like the same guy. <laughs> and it feels like Wisconsin's had the same quarterback for two decades. <laughs> you know, they're all Brooks Bollinger to me. <laughs> you know, with Russell Wilson sneaked in there for a few years. Uh, all right, coming up next. The big game. We got a chance you to qualify. You got to listen during the commercial break for your chance to qualify to win tickets to the big game. That's here in town next Sunday. So make sure you do that. But also, we got to talk about how the NFL needs to look at help letting fans be part of this in a bigger way because I think they're really missing the boat on this we'll get to that on the other side as well stick around 710 ESPN hi it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt Stephen A. Smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars and bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I mean, you're the pig. I mean, the jokes write themselves sometimes. But I love David Letterman. David Letterman. So when I was a kid growing up, yeah, my parents were mostly cool about me staying up to watch stuff, right? As long as I got up for school, they didn't really care. Now, the rule was kind of like my dad was also a night owl. He'd always stay up to watch news and the mo- and a movie or like a game or whatever. If it was a game, we usually stayed up together. But um, like Monday night football and stuff like that. But when it was like not a game night, I'd be in my room. And I would watch like Johnny Carson, right, when I was a kid. And then I'd watch David Letterman when I was a kid. And it was like the coolest thing ever because David Letterman was like this crazy, wacky thing that was not like Johnny Carson at all. Um, and it was like super fun. And then, the, to, then later on, as I got older, Conan O'Brien became kind of that and, you know, so on and so forth. Arsenio. I mean, Arsenio. I, 13-year-old me loves Arsenio Hall. And I know he listens to the station, and I've told him that before. But if you're listening, 13-year-old me and 44-year-old me still loves Arsenio Hall. Well, how could but, you not love Arsenio? High top fade, the long finger. I mean, he was funny. Yeah, Arsenio was a good talk show host. It was. It was a great show. Um, So I love those talk show days. Like, so CNN has like they do like these like historical like show documentaries, docu series or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they did one on the late night of television, which was incredible. I saw that. Definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. You can watch it on demand or whatever. But really good. I mean, yeah, because there was a late night war between David Letterman, Jay Leno, and. And how Johnny wanted really David Letterman to take the show, and they gave it to Jay, all that stuff. It's, yeah, a, it's and fascinating David, stuff. And yeah. how Arsenio fits in there, right, like in that era, and how he changed the game a little bit. I, you know, Obviously, he was a, a, my, the first minority, right, to like be have a regular show. Like It was a big deal. So, yeah. And especially, look, today's the first day of Black History Month. Like Arsenio was a trailblazer in a lot of ways, much like you know Oprah Winfrey gets a lot of the credit for it, as she deserves it. I'm not trying to take it away from Oprah. Like, trust me, she's the queen. But I feel like we don't, you know, I, I feel like we, in in real time, you know, Arsenio was super popular, and then we kind of, like, didn't give him enough props for what he did for late-night television. I feel you know like I mean? there so, were a couple of real moments, though, on Arsenio. I don't know why I remember this stuff. One, 
Bill Clinton playing the saxophone on Arsenio. Oh, that was like a huge moment right, for right, the show. Yeah. Right. He was I the also, first acting president to go on, or got, it was a candidate, right? Yeah. At the time to go on, in not in like a traditional interview setting, right? Like he was playing the saxophone in Arsenio's band. And and the demographics of the, of the Arsenio viewer was good for Clinton to go on there and be a personality, as I recall the story. Because he yeah. wanted to tap into young people, right? right. The other thing I, I kind of remember was, and maybe you got to check me on this, Arsenio Call, let me know. When Andrew Dice Clay, I loved Dice. I loved all the raunchy humor. Probably not surprising to a lot of people. but No, not at all. W- when Dice started crying and broke down on Arsenio, like, yo, man, I've just been working my butt off for all these years writing these funny jokes. My character is I'm this guy from Brooklyn, Nostrand Avenue schmucks, the whole deal, right? And, and he, like, broke down balling because he was taking so much heat. I mean, these are the kinds of things that you remember. David Letterman, let me ask everybody a question. Does anybody know what's up with Dave now? Because he's got... He does like, a Netflix show. Right. Yeah, it's the, pretty good. Right, but the giant, massive mountain man beard. What's... What... what Does anybody yeah. know? The, is there a story just, going he on He just there? likes having a beard. Is that what the Yeah, he's is? just like, done like having, wanting to shave. Yeah. yeah. No more CBS, yeah. Yeah, no more wants. Tiffany Network. Can just yeah. let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think yeah, there has to be a to story a behind it. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a big, yeah. massive, bushy beard, you know? Yeah, it's like uh, like he looks like a lumberjack. God, I wish I could grow that beard like a real man. Yeah, you can't. Neither can nope. I, though. So No, I can't. Nope. Tried earlier it's this okay. year. Well, it was actually late last year. I tried in November to do like a yeah. goatee. and everybody. Yeah, you had this like round thing in your face. Yeah. Everybody like, laughed at me. Yeah, it was weird. Like, like, I don't ever say anything to anybody like that. Like, yo, what's up with that? Like, what's with the dirt on your face? But everybody ridiculed me. It really did look like dirt on your face. Yeah, I just can't grow a beard. Yeah, neither can I. But that's why I go with, like, a little, like, 5 o'clock shadow. You know? And then yeah, that's he- about it. That's about it. That's where I go. And then, you know, after, like, a couple days, it becomes more like a 10 o'clock shadow, and then I shave it off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also don't right like now. the beard because anytime I have tried to grow grow out a beard, mm. it also gets too itchy for me. And I just like I can't deal with this. Anymore. And you get like little food particles in it, you know? Like I found yeah, I don't know about that. Well I mean, it sounds like you're pretty sloppy. A sloppy yeah, eater, I guess. Yeah, it is nasty. What? Yeah, it like is. you should wash your beard uh, like you wash your hair, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With or without um, shampoo. I mean with, with shampoo duh. Is hair. <laughs> What do you mean, duh? You guys yeah. are the ones who's convinced me to stop washing my hair with shampoo every day. No, no, no. I oh said my God. No, no, not, wash your hair no, 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 no. <laughs> you were just saying you shouldn't have to. You, you would strip off the essential oils of your hair if you do it every day. What we're saying is when you wash your hair, you should use shampoo, though. Yes. Oh, because I'm going to put out a selfie. How do you today, misinterpret Laura? that? I don't know. <laughs> Laura, I'm going to put out a selfie no. today that says, yo, your girl just washed her hair without shampoo, yo. No, oh that's God. not. No. That's not washing your hair. That would yeah. be called like rinsing it. Yeah. You know? It's not the same thing. Yeah. I am Laura, and I do yes. not approve that message. Just letting you guys know that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, speaking of approval, yeah. um, it's I don't approve of the way, and this is going on for a long time now, so this isn't breaking news, but because it's here, like the Super Bowl is ten grand just to get in the building right now on the secondary market, man. Like you need to. Like, I heard Travis talking about this earlier today with Leo. Like you need to take out like a second loan. You know, to take to get tickets to these games and then parking and all that stuff. Even the parking is like a hundred to like seventeen hundred dollars, depending on where you want to park. Like it's just nuts. Like the regular fan, it's just they've priced them out completely. Well, it's wild. You, you just said it though. This is not breaking news to anybody. The no. regular fan does not go to the Super Bowl. 
That's all. The, but it they sucks, should though. be able to. We like, should. They should be it able sucks, to though. They want. Well, but but the Super Bowl is. So I'll give. You, hold on. Can I pause for one second? Go ahead. Like, I'll push give the you pause an, button. I'll give, I'll give you an example. The NBA has a rule. I don't remember. I, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it's a thousand tickets. On game day, they have to leave a thousand tickets available, no matter what the game is. So, like, uh, even if it's just something like that, dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be great. Even if it's a thousand people that can get in on face value the day of the game, you know? Listen, I, I I'm gonna sound probably a little cold here, okay? Okay. A but little. but I I don't really sympathize here on this particular issue buy me my and, ticket then well no no i'm not i'm wait I, but what I, other but, sport though what mm-hmm. other sport can a fan just a regular average fan like has zero chance to go to the game well that's but, but like listen, in the finals this, this, but this isn't news this has been going on forever the super no, but Bowl, it's gotten way worse scott but like it's, before but it's, it could have been like yeah it's like a thousand or two thousand dollars or whatever yeah that's a lot of money i'm not saying but it's not like you know, you can put that on a credit card or something, and you can pay it off over time or whatever. But ten grand—it's stupid. Yeah, like listen, World let me ask you something. NBA let me ask you guys finals, a question. People can go to those games. But wait a second, hold on. Listen, let me ask you guys a question. What would you rather do? Watch the game at home, or you want to go? You tell me. Okay, well, I would always want to watch the game at home. Okay, like I, I think football uh, is a much better experience, especially for what we do, if you're watching it at home. Okay. Listen, I'm just telling you this. Okay, not to sound like a jerk here. I've yeah. been to a few Super Bowls, the games. I have and as I'm, well. And I'm telling you right now, watching at home, the whole day, the pregame, the kickoff, the halftime show, the commercials, the postgame show, the celebration, it's a great television product, and it's that's what it's built for. Yeah, but no, and the, who's and watching the, the, and, the and the stadium like when nobody. it starts though? The, the stadium though has been built for corporate partner types. You know, that's who the NFL caters to in this particular game. And if this were like a whole brand new thing, I'd be like, this really sucks, man. The fans no, have been of shut course. out. But, but Scott, you don't think ten thousand dollars for the first time that like, that's where it's like, it's bro, ridiculous. Now, by yes. the way, George. These, these are on the secondary markets. These are the ticket brokers, and it's supply and demand. But I would ask this question. Who the hell would ever pay over $10,000 to go to a football game? Oh, and wait a second. What about the service charges on $10,000? Sure. Amp it up another two, three grand. Yeah, or at least 1000 right? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I may sound like a guy who goes, well, you've been to a couple of Super Bowls, smart guy. Ten grand to go to a football game when I can watch it at home on TV? Forget about Look, it. Look, I, lo- I, 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 I've had the chance. I've been very lucky this year to call games right in the NFL and college this year, and it's fun when you're doing that. When you're like involved in the game, and you're like, I, I get it. But if you ask me if I'm not working, like, would I prefer to be home? Yes, I'm with you. But it just to you're 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 missing the point. The, what is point, the point is. It shouldn't be that ridiculous to go to a game if you want to see your favorite team in the championship round. Because well, no other is. sport does that. Well, it is. It's just reality. I mean, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm not here to rep the NFL. I don't really care. Um, I feel for you. If you Sounds if like you're you a, and Roger Goodell are like cousins all of a sudden. Nah, I, listen, I want to be, I want to, I want to distance myself from that, if you don't mind. Like a little distant cousin, maybe like, you know, fourth or fifth through marriage kind of thing. But look, this is the way it has gone. This is not news to anybody. 
You can't but get just because it's the, the way that it has gone doesn't mean it should be the like that's Correct. the way it needs to be. And they it's only gotten worse. It. Yeah, yeah, it's gotten way worse no, as time has gone by. Why, why would they do that, Lindsay? I mean, I just think that, like, for example, in L.A. specifically, everyone talks about, like, oh, everyone mm -hmm. wants to go out to L.A. It's this big, glitzy town in Hollywood and blah, blah, blah. But the fans, you know, we saw the fans on Sunday. There weren't that many fans there. There weren't that many Rams fans. I saw now a lot of Rams city... fans. Me and Steve okay. Mason saw a lot of Rams fans. Lots, as a matter of fact. Lie. But my point is, lie. like, if you're trying to grow a fan base, especially the way that L.A. is for a newer team or, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's the perfect opportunity to do it is to make it at least affordable for like some people. Cause like I can afford to go see my team in the NBA finals. I can afford to go see yeah. my team win a championship in major league baseball, but I can't afford to go to a super bowl regardless. Like well, it's just only too one, expensive. There's only one game and there's a finite number of seats and there are tons and tons of corporate partners that need to buy their Super Bowl tickets. And then somehow you got all these. Yeah, but why do all the corporate partners need to be like, why do they, they're the ones that are buying up all the tickets supposedly yeah, why, and driving up the prices. You, why aren't you complaining? No, no, I disagree. Why aren't you complaining about these third uh, party Ticket broker types, they're the ones that somehow get their hands well, on these tickets. Well, they do it based on supply and demand. Okay, and but the, let me explain NFL something doesn't, to you. doesn't have let, any let, supply. Let, and, and by the way, hold on. I, I can tell you this because I know people in the industry or people that have been in that industry. A lot of these people have people, whether it's at the league or at the teams, that help them get those tickets. Mm -hmm. Inside. Okay, so right. So then they get those tickets. Right, However but that's still that's still the fault of the league if they okay. if that's where the hands well, they're getting but, into. But when you say that, you know, you know, a lot of these guys. And by the uh, way, that's every league. That's not just the NFL. But George, you know that every player in the NFL has access to Super Bowl tickets, right? So literally, every player can buy two Super Bowl tickets. I know. So now you've got I don't know a thousand. We'll just use a round number. A thousand guys. They all buy tickets. You know what they do with them? Because you don't see a ton of other players from other teams at the game. Yeah. What do you think the players do with them? Yeah. So the players do it, the coaches do it, the GMs do it, the PR guy does it. These guys can make money on these tickets. And then these these third-party you know, ticket broker types, they're the ones Look that at, see the I, prices go through the roof. I, I'm amazed, though, that in these in the last two segments, you have literally stood up, stood up for the man yep. and not the little guy. Yep. Who are you, Scott Kaplan? Where, where did Scott Kaplan go? I'm just not – listen, when it comes to the Super Bowl, you know, having this, this opinion, oh, my God, it sucks, the real fan can't go. This has been going on for 25 years. Right, but it's gotten progressively worse. That's not – that's indisputable. Doesn't mean it's right, man. Doesn't mean it's right. Right, mm -hmm. and it, hey, what, can't, what about our listener? Uh, what was his name? And his son. They probably – they're diehard Rams fans. They won tickets on our show. Like, they probably would love to be able to go to the Super Bowl, you know, but I'm sure – I'm guessing it's, I could be wrong, but it just seems so unattainable for like the average person. It is. It, it doesn't is. seem, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Kaplan is standing up for the man. I see you. I see yeah, you, Kaplan. I guess. I mean, I guess I, I can't you. really deny it. I mean, I can't deny it. I just. Standing up for the man. I guess so. I mean, listen, I don't like college kids transferring and having complete yeah. free agency. You're and I also, up for the man. And I also understand that. You know, Super Bowl tickets are not for the average fan. They're for the You're corporate You're a corporate time-stealing weasel. That's what you are. I guess that's what I've turned into. Wow, I didn't realize it. I'm now the old guy who uses cash. I'm the I'm the, <laughs> the former college football guy who hates college football free agency. Yes. And now I'm the corporate guy that realizes that the Super Bowl is only for corporate types. Mm. 
And Gosh. trying to leave the show early. Well, yeah. And, I tried and to you leave cut the, the cord <laughs> and you tried to make it seem like uh, you were really like uh, sticking around. So Yeah. All right. Speaking of sticking around, stick around. We got Big Deal or No Deal and we potentially are giving away uh, a chance for you to qualify to win tickets to said big game we were just discussing. Uh, spoiler alert, it'll happen in the commercial breaks and there's only two commercial breaks left this hour. So there you go. Uh, all right. So stick around for that. We're back in three minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thank you, Christopher. What do you got, Linz? All right, guys. So, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh is headed to Minnesota tomorrow for an interview, and multiple sources are saying that that part of it's just a formality. Harbaugh is reportedly planning to sign a deal to become the NFL be, to become the Vikings' next head coach. Uh, apparently, the Wolverine.com reported that Harbaugh wasn't in his office today and that while he did not address the team, he did say some goodbyes and thank yous yesterday. Well, Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty is reporting that it might not quite be a done deal yet, and according to his sources, Harbaugh has yet to make a decision on whether or not he's going to accept the Vikings' job if he gets an offer. So there's two things here I want to know if you guys think are a big deal. A, Harbaugh leaving Michigan to go to the Vikings. And B, yet another big story that is under fire for possibly being prematurely reported because there's been a lot of that lately. Sedano, you go first. Uh, it is a big deal um, because I, I just think he's already topped out at Michigan. Like Michigan doesn't win championships at, you know, I mean, they're like a blue blood because they're like the most winningest uh, you know, team in college football history, but they don't win a lot of championships. So getting to the college football playoff is enough. And what was the second question? It just slipped my mind a second ago. Um, the fact that a big news story is it's like under fire for being prematurely reported, I guess. It's being prematurely. Okay. Yeah. I like understand. it's, it's, I mean, like it's, it's a, there's a report that this deal is done. A lot of people are saying, right. I saw done. some college guy report that. Yes. Yes. And then Pat Forty saying, no, 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 this is not done. He still doesn't even know if he's going to accept the offer. Right. If they even make him an offer. Right. So there's like, so I trust Pat Forty. Give me the seasoned journalist in that spot. Yeah, I agree. That's but, I mean, just gen my general rule on things, you know, like, uh, no, I I'm not saying that guy, the guy from Wolverine, you know, blue.com can't be the guy <laughs> to get the story right. I'm just saying that if there's contradicting stuff, I'll take the guys with more experience on that side. That's just my general rule on that kind of stuff. So, so I also think it's a big deal. Harbaugh possibly and expectedly going back into the NFL. I also think it's a big deal that he's going to the Vikings because Obviously, the original reports were the Raiders. Um, so I do think it is a big deal. I also agree with you, George. You know, he can leave and look in the mirror and say, hey, I did everything I could for my school. I got us back to national prominence. We beat Ohio State. We were in the playoff. I can leave and feel like I've done my job here mm -hmm. at Michigan. As for the reporting, look, yeah. these reporters, their job is to be first. And so for all the no, griping no, no. out Their there. Their job is supposed to, is for them to be right. Right. It's but, more but, important but, to be but, right but, than but, first. But Lindsay, but Lindsay, 
being first, it is so critical for Adam Schefter and his reputation to be first and to be right. So for all the well, but accuracy about, matters more. Of course, well, but but of course, when people start ripping Schefter and they go, "Well, he put it out before Tom Brady, and Tom Brady kind of denied it, and then today he's vindicated because Tom Brady actually retires." Being first and being right are the two big things for these kinds of insider types. I don't have a problem with it. I kind of find it exciting because I kind of, in some ways, root against them. Like I hope Brady kind of comes back so that they're wrong. I don't know why, but I sort of have that attitude. I feel like it's a huge, especially for like a younger, you know, I'm not, if he's writing for the Wolverine.com, I think it's fair to say that he's not like, you know, he's not Adam Schefter or anywhere close. So if this guy gets his wrong and this doesn't happen, he's, it's a career killer. So nah, I, not anymore. Like, I don't think that you don't stuff. Think so? I mean, if you get a bunch of stuff wrong, then people just dismiss you. But I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think one time if you're some kid at like some blog, like I don't think people, I don't even know the kid's name. You know what I mean? But I saw the story. So I don't know, like unless somebody tells me he was the guy that missed the Harbaugh thing, like I won't remember. But if Pat Forty, a seasoned journalist gets it wrong, I'll remember that. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a few reporters who I won't name names, like especially one particular baseball reporter who gets dragged every time he reports any type of like major news because He's been wrong a lot lately, and nobody trusts him anymore. I actually Who's think the audience doesn't care about that stuff. Like, they just want the really? details. They don't care about first or who and all this minutia that we care about as, like, media people. And plus, when you're talking about first, it's like you, you see people who are literally breaking down to, like, the second that a tweet comes out. You know? Like, that's kind of ridiculous. God, Obviously, in that situation. That I would hate to be a reporter whose job oh. it is to beat everybody to the punch. I would hate to be in the position. Schefter loves it, I'm sure. Darlington loves it. Jake Laser loves it. All these guys, they love it. I yeah. personally could never do it. Yeah, I, it's a There's... miserable life. But anyway, let's move on. Next one, because we've taken way too long on a story that I don't think people really care about, like as far as like the reporter aspect of it. Okay, well, maybe a lot of people care a lot about Adele and the fact that her Caesars Palace residency may be a complete goner, according to multiple reports. So all preparations for the production have been have ended, and the sets, including her flying platform that they installed, have been removed from the Coliseum Theater at Caesars Palace. So Adele is reportedly laying low with her boyfriend, Rich Paul, in L.A., amid rumors of trouble in their romance. Uh, many people believe that she's going to ultimately move her show to the Park MGM or even Resorts World and that her run at Caesars is over before it even started. It will reportedly cost Caesars Palace $150 million if she wow. does not pull off this residency. Wow. Is this whole thing a big deal or no deal, Cap? Um, I was going to say no deal until you turned it into it could cost them $150 million if this thing doesn't happen, that's a lot of money to be losing because um, you've done all this work to prepare. And now is, is, is there a reason? Like, I don't know that I heard you say, like, does she have a reason why she's not going to this residency? Well, well there's, I, I, yeah, there's a ahead. lot. Yeah. It's a lot of details. Here, here's what I would say. $150 million is not something any casino wants to lose cap, but I'll tell you that I, I, I know for a fact that you can go to a single table, okay, at a casino, and they will that a single table could rake in forty million in one year. So one hundred fifty million to 
a, a big time casino, you know, like Caesars, is not that much. It's okay, literally three that. or four tables. Okay, I got that. But but yeah. what is? But I just would love to know if they've if they've done all this work and now she doesn't want to perform. She said it was because of COVID. I said it on what you need to know like two weeks ago. Well, you'll have to excuse me for well, not no, committing that to I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying. Oh, there's a lot of Thank conflicting you, reports because there's some reports that say that she was clashing with the set designers and that she's been practicing in L.A. And then when she got to Vegas, nothing was the way that she thought or wanted it. And they were clashing about, you know, because in Vegas, when they do these residencies, it's a huge, huge production with like fireworks and waterfalls and fountains and all this crazy stuff. So it's like super over the top. And I guess she wasn't happy with what Caesars had put together as far as her set goes and it wasn't what she wanted. That's one of the reports. There's other reports that it has to do with her relationship situation and her personal life. And who really knows? But at the end of the day, it's starting to look more and more like she's just not going to do it there. Hmm. Which but sucks she might for do a lot it somewhere of people. Else. She yeah, might they're saying, else, yes, at MGM, Park MGM, which she originally apparently was going to do it there and then at the last minute she changed her mind and went to caesar's and then it didn't work out so yeah all right i'm changing my mind i'm going with no deal too much drama for me yeah all right what's next okay so there's a new exercise platform cap you might be a fan of this it's described as blending peloton's pizzazz with a spicy dash of OnlyFans, beach sweat which is an R-rated subscription-based website that offers 30-minute high-intensity live and on-demand workout classes led by bikini-clad bombshells. That's what they call them. (laughs) Beach Sweat prides itself on pioneering what they call visually inspired fitness for a $14.99 monthly subscription fee. And unlike other fitness platforms, Beach Sweat also has a tip jar feature. So you can like, you know, we're talking about tips all day. You could tip these people digitally to show some monetary appreciation for you know, the instructors that give you good workout. Uh, I guess this is becoming popular on TikTok and that some of the clips of their workouts have gotten over 350,000 views. And so a lot of people are looking at those videos and thinking, you know what, I'm going to pay 15 bucks and I'm going to join. So do you guys think that this new sexy fitness app is a big deal or no deal? Cap? I'm going to say no deal, and the only reason I'm saying that is because I don't think it's a big deal, but I do think it's a pretty smart idea. There are lots of companies that are trying to get into fitness apps, and people want to work out wherever they are. They want to be able to grab a quick workout, and they've got their phone in their hand, so there's your trainer. But you take, like, what would you call them, bikini bombshells? Yep, they're, like, scantily clad, I guess. They're not, like, naked or anything or topless even, but they're wearing, like, really, really... Minimal clothing. Yeah, mm. I think it works. I, I will tell you this. There was, there was <laughs> I always a, love when Laura drops that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There was a time. Does anybody remember back in the old days of ESPN when in the morning hours before there was first take and before there were any of these other talk shows, there were all workout shows? Do you guys remember that? I don't. Any, yes. Yeah. yeah the, I mean, there was, uh, what's her face? Uh, Kiana, Denise Austin, wasn't that her name? Right. Oh, Denise Austin. Yeah, Denise yeah. Austin. Yeah. But. I mean, they had these workout girls, and they were in tiny little bikinis, and they were lifting weights on the beach. And I was like, I wasn't lifting weights with them. I was just sitting yeah, there watching. And there was a guy, too, Gilad, I believe was his Oh, name. Gilad, right. He was yeah. the Israeli guy that would do, like, step aerobics. Yes. Love that guy. Shout out to Denise Austin. I love her, too. <laughs> yeah. You love Gilead, the step aerobics guy. That's yeah. what you took out of it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to these days, Gilead. 
I don't know, but I will tell He's you no this. No Alex Toussaint, that's for sure. No, but you know what else? I've been taking a lot of Peloton classes recently with Olivia Amato, and it's because she's cute, she's sexy, she looks great, she works you hard. I love Olivia Amato. If anybody else mm. loves Olivia okay. Amato. All right, cool. So I get you. So you could be somebody who could may possibly be swayed to check out this other I app. Might, I might check it out. I may check out their videos on TikTok. Although I don't use TikTok very often. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's a big deal because, again, it's just about making things easy. And, you know, look, the scantily clad women probably attracts more uh, eyeballs initially um, than the traditional route. Uh, so there's that. All right, my we're question, done. Uh, I was just going to say, my question is, aren't most workout videos with scantily clad people? Yeah, but not bikinis, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I feel like in the 80s that was like a thing. Like people, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but. No, you're right. It was. Yeah. We're a lot less clothes than they do now. That, that is big deal or no deal each and every day at 630. Uh, one more segment to go. Uh, coming up next, uh, I want to get into a couple of things, including a sad day for Scott Kaplan. Yeah. Really sad. Yep. It's been emotional. So, Isn't that every day? Well, there's that. But an extra sad <laughs> day. How about that? Lisa Marie Presley had an album. I had no idea. Um, I know she was... Uh, well, she was dating Michael Jackson once. Didn't she marry that. Michael Jackson? Yeah, they got married. Oh, they got married? Oh, they got married? Got married? Well, I know she was also married to Nicolas Cage, too, if I recall oh, yeah. correctly. Yeah. I used to love Priscilla Presley. Oh, yeah. Her mom. She was uh, she was a hottie, man, back in the day. Even as like a, a, a more mature woman, I was like, whoa. She was in those Naked Gun movies with- right. uh, She's uh, still really pretty. No, she's a beautiful... I haven't seen her in a long time, but she was a beautiful woman even as she matured and aged. It was, she's beautiful. Um, so anyway, but uh, shout out to Lisa Marie Presley and all the other people who have a birthday today. Real quick, it's also National Dark Chocolate Day. Mm. Let me tell you something. Damn. Go ahead. I am... I've been all in on dark chocolate for a long time. Me first really? of all, it's like, way... Like the way you're all in on crypto? Yeah, yeah. It's way healthier, first of all. I don't eat milk chocolate anymore. Even on, like, Halloween, like, my kids brought back candy, and I had, like, one or two pieces, and I was like, bleh. You're and I right. was like, nah. I go to Trader Joe's every week and just stock up on, like, dark chocolate almonds, but I get, like, the 73%, uh, mm. you know, Dude, like, dark, dark chocolate, chocolate almonds. I The problem is I can't stop. Like, how no, many you gotta dark have, chocolate like, almonds? Yeah, okay, yeah, how many would you have in a sitting? Go ahead. I mean, today I've had two almonds. Two? Yeah. Two? Dark chocolate covered almonds? I mean, occasionally I go to four, and even four. on like a day, I'm 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 like really pushing it. I'll go to like Cap. six to eight. Yeah. I have a trick for you. Okay, yeah. go ahead. You know those little packets of like when you go to a restaurant, that like those little cups with the top on them. You can buy them on Amazon. They're super cheap, yeah. and you literally put the almonds in there, and it's like that's your little snack. Like yeah. that's just all you can get, so you don't just munch on the whole bag. I know. Right, but you can't I, stop. You're not. No. You have no self control. No, no, no. Right that's now, true. I'm in this. I'm in this period of time in my life for some reason. I don't know what it is. Where if you put a big thing of dark chocolate almonds in front of me, I'd grab a handful. I wouldn't count two, four, six. I'd be like, listen, I don't care how many there are. Eight, twelve, fifteen. I don't care. Whoa. I'm eating these things. And it's you should buy, like, the pre-measured packets. You know, they sell them in, like, the boxes. It's just, like, a packet, and I it'll say, sure. like, 100-calorie packs. No, I don't know? need to do all this stuff. All I need to do <laughs> is focus my mind on I'm making a change in my life. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't need tricks. I don't need Yeah, but you keep saying from, this, and then you don't, you don't but, have either the willpower but, to do it 
Or, right. or the follow through. It's not but, a trick, though. It's like that's a lifestyle. You got to do that. That's yeah. that's a change. Okay. That's well, a discipline change. I'm yeah. telling you guys right now. Disciplina. As yep. soon as the Super Bowl is over, I'm going into oh, half marathon training mode, and I'm calling out Demarco Far right now, who told me that he's in on the half marathon. Demarco, don't make me call Demarco. Get to the, get. Let's get through the Super Bowl, and Valentine's Day. And like Tuesday the 15th, <laughs> Tuesday the 15th, DeMarco, we start training for a half marathon on April 16th then you're after gonna, Valentine's Day. Then you're going to say, oh, St. Patty's is coming up, so no, I got to wait after. No, no, I don't care about it. I'm not, I'm not okay. drinking green beer. I'm going to be disciplined by then. Changing my lifestyle. Show of hands. Who believes him? Exactly. No hands. Yeah. What do you mean? I see hands. One, two, three. Nobody should. First of all, we're not even in the same room. That was supposed well, to be the key. See, I made that up. It was me, George, well, yeah. and Lindsay. I oh, saw so all three of our hands. Oh, so you do lie. So you do lie. You no, said no, you don't no, lie no. anymore. No, no, Not lie. Make up. There's difference. Uh, no, it's the same thing. No, no it's Kev, not. Do you, do you struggle more with the dieting part or the exercising part? No, no. The dieting part. Well, I can help you. I've been on a keto diet for like two months now. Yeah, and it's going very well. Yeah. I lost. I've lost like... Well, I haven't checked in a few weeks, but last time I checked, I lost like six and a half pounds. Ooh, so, and it's working. And like I, Morales does keto. And so I'm always like sending him recipes and stuff like that. So like, I'll be your keto buddy if you want to do keto. Or you can just, you know, you know, Cap, there's like a, a, a diet thing called Noom. I was going to say pay, Noom. You got to pay for it, yeah. but it's, um, it, and it, it, he's it's not, not paying for it. It's not, yeah, he, he could do that. One like, of our sales fine, guys can work this it, in. It, it's restrict. It's not restrictive. But it basically gives you a pie chart of foods, and it tells you how you should eat, you know, that particular group of foods. Cap, mm -hmm. do you know how to do your macros? Do my what? Your macros. Like what does that mean? That's definitely too much to, for him no, he's not to doing ask that. of him. No I way. I will help you with that. There's an app. No, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You help me, I'll help you ride a bike. Yeah. Just go get <laughs> Noom, bro. Go on the app. Go get Noom. Okay. Seriously. Just do that. It's easier. Just do that. Just trust okay. me. All okay. right. Um, real quick, you got two minutes on your boyfriend, Tom Brady. How sad you are. Go ahead. It is an emotional day. I acknowledge that. It is an emotional day. Yeah. There are so many. It, it, it's hard to believe when you look back 22 years on Tom Brady's career. George, do you know what the number one movie in America was 22 years ago when Tom Brady was first entering the NFL? <sighs> the number one movie in the year 2000? Yeah, 22 years ago. This is April 15th, 2000, the day before the okay, NFL I'm trying draft. to think of movies that were in, like, 2000. I'll um, just give it to you. You ready? Like Gladiator? No, but not bad. Rules of Engagement. Oh. Okay? Okay. Uh, top Who's song. Who's even heard of that movie? Well, it was Tommy Lee Jones. It was, um, uh, oh, gosh. All right, Samuel L. Jackson. Exactly. I don't know if I believe you when you say that. Yeah, no, Tommy Lee Jones, Samuel L. Jackson, Rules of Engagement, Number dude. one movie, like, number one movie what? Like, like in Money? The number one movie at the box office in on April 15th, 2000, the day before Tom Brady went into the oh, NFL. Oh, I thought you meant for the year 2000, because no, that's no. what you said. Okay, well, excuse me. All right, here, here's a couple other things. Mark Zuckerberg... Because apparently we were all wrong. It's how the Grinch stole Christmas, apparently. Oh, well. Mark Zuckerberg was still in high school. Yeah. Did anybody ever use AOL Instant Messenger? That was in its Oh, part. yeah. Of course. Hey, I loved Instant Messenger. Um, the PlayStation 2 was released. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears were together. This is all 22 years ago. Very emotional day for those of us that consider Tom Brady the goat of goats. Yes, very sad, George. Me, myself, and Irene was released that year. 
Top song on the Billboard chart at that exact time, Santana's Maria Maria. Yeah. Kaplan, excellent work. Yeah, Uh, nice job today, everybody. Go into the hot tub. Lindsay and Laura, great job as well. We'll talk to you mañana.